Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're gonna talk about how to choose the best diet for your weight loss. Cause it's so easy now to get just overwhelmed with confusion, the old analysis or paralysis by analysis where we just don't know what to do, right? One day we hear one thing, the next week we hear another thing. How do you figure it out? So it's easier than you think, that's the good news. And I think the way you wanna approach the diet is that the first thing is that you're gonna create a diet that's built for you, all right? There's no out-of-the-box diet that's probably gonna work for you long-term. I, I have almost never seen that happen. I have certainly seen people stick to keto, intermittent fasting, low-fat, carnivore, vegan, whatever strict diet they wanna do. I've seen people stick to that for a little while, get results, and then eventually come off it for whatever reason. So what I wanna do right off the bat is to get you to focus on creating a diet for you, a one size fits one plan, custom made for you. That's the idea I want you to go into this process with. And then what I want you to do is I want you to realize that you can look at the diets, but I want you to start to recognize the bigger concept of weight loss, okay? All weight loss ultimately comes down to creating a caloric deficit, consuming less calories than you have been on average. And pretty much all the diets are just ways to do that, right? So intermittent fasting wants to cut your eating window down so that you consume less overall. Um, keto, right, wants to cut the carbs down because carbs, refined carbs specifically, are the number one source of calories for Americans. And so if you cut those down, you're probably gonna cut your calories down and on and on, okay? So ultimately we're looking to reduce the calories. How you wanna do it is really up to you. And instead of just assuming that some diet out of the box is gonna be this perfect fit for you, right? Because how could it be, right? How could some person who's never met you, you've never met, give you the perfect diet plan for you? That would be my, like me telling you what clothes to wear, what music to listen to, what movies to watch. Like you have your own taste, you have your own lifestyle, right? You've got, you're a human being with opinions and likes and dislikes. And so you have got to stop looking for some perfect plan out of the box that you're just gonna squeeze yourself into, which is how I see a lot of people approaching this. Like you're gonna fit a square peg into a round hole. You're always just trying to force yourself to follow this plan exactly the way it's put out to you. And I want you to stop doing that because I want you to realize that really the main thing all these diets are after is to reduce the calorie consumption that you're making day in and day out. Yes, there's more to it at, at, at smaller micro levels, but the big you know, top line thing of every diet is they wanna get the calories down lower than what you have been consuming. So going into it knowing that, you can start to look at different diets and take what works and discard the rest. This is a Jeet Kune Do. Bruce Lee created a martial art called Jeet Kune Do. He was a philosopher, a legit martial artist, created his own martial art. He would study any martial art that he could. He would study fencing, boxing, kung fu, anything. He would take the parts that worked for him, discard the rest. This is what I want you to do. This is how you create the perfect diet for you. Now, it may take a little bit longer, your trial and error, you're doing things, seeing how it, not only results you get, but how it feels, right? How does it feel to you? And so we take these things into account with the goal that we're not just gonna lose weight, we're also creating the perfect plan for you so that you can stick to it forever, so that you're not just losing weight, you're setting yourself up to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot and having a plan that resonates with you, that's custom made for you, is one of the most important ways to do that. And so you can take aspects of keto, 
Lowering carbs, great idea in this day and age if you live in America. Um, using intermittent fasting, right? I use intermittent fasting. I don't go the full 16 hours, but I usually do 12, 13 hours where I'm not eating. Compressing your eating window down into a smaller thing, great idea, right? That's really good. Not eating before you go to bed, making that window longer, great idea that's going to support your weight loss. It's going to help you sleep better. It's going to lower the calories, um, give your body a break. Great. So I take that aspect as well. <laughs> vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian, well, pescatarian specifically. So for me, that worked for me, right? So if, if you like to eat meat, great, eat meat. But start to look at the diets and understand why they're working, okay? Um, low fat. Why does low fat work? Because fat has a lot of calories in it, okay? So if we lower the fat down, you're probably going to lose weight because you're cutting the calories down. And so we don't have to get married to one specific diet completely. Start to understand the mechanisms in that diet and why it works and start to create your own plan. And if you start doing this right now, what happens is you'll see all the new diets coming out, the new studies coming out, all the rest of it, um, but you can learn from them and you don't have to start new. You know what I mean? All the time, because that's what's happening. You keep starting new plans or you keep trying to restart the same exact plan you've been trying. And it may not fit for you for whatever reason. You may not like it. It may just not work for your lifestyle. And that's fine. But if you start to adopt from the beginning of the process that you're creating your perfect plan instead of trying to force yourself into another new plan or the same plan you've been trying 50 times, what happens is you start to grow and you start to evolve. And a year from now, you are going to be absolutely amazed not only at the diet that you've created, but probably at the weight loss results that you've accomplished. Okay, so start to change your mindset with how you approach diets. Again, learn from them all, take them all into account, but then use it in service of creating your master plan. All right, so give this some real thought because this can be a, an absolute game changer for how you approach your weight loss and get you off of that, that hamster wheel of trying something, it doesn't work, you try it again, it doesn't work, you try it again. Get yourself out of that and start walking a path where you're constantly learning or winning. Winning or learning, that's the goal. And so if you're winning on a diet and it's really working for you, great. If all of a sudden it feels like I don't want to do this anymore, don't just give it up completely. Figure out what pieces are working for me, what did I learn from this, and how can I put that into my master plan, all right? Um, start, start thinking this way, and I hope this helps you out. Uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I would love to... Love to offer some support or some help for you, whatever you're dealing with weight loss wise. I uh, can't answer everything, but I can, I could probably give you a unique perspective on whatever you're struggling with weight wise uh, to help move you forward. That's what I do. I've been, I'm a hypnotist by trade, neurolinguistic programming practitioner, a yoga instructor, creator of the program yourself. Then I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've been doing this for 20 years professionally, 30 years personally, dropped 50 pounds myself 30 years ago. But the key thing is that I've maintained the same weight for those 30 years. I had one blip there about 12 years ago, but it's been the same weight. So I really do consider myself a weight mastery expert. The difference being that most people are focused on losing weight. Right. And I, and I think there, there's plenty of plans to do that. But the problem with just focusing on weight loss and losing weight is that you think of it as a temporary thing. You know, you think of it as I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. And if you really reflect on that, that's not really your goal. Your, your goal is not to just lose the weight. You don't want that goal weight of yours. You don't want that weight loss to be the ultimate goal. You, you don't want to think about your weight loss as the finish line. You want to think about getting to your goal weight in that weight loss as the starting line, right? Because how long do you want to keep the weight off for? 
right, forever. And so it's really important, I think, that right from the beginning of the journey that you start to focus on what the real goal is, which is that you want to keep the weight off forever, not just lose it. This distinction is crucial because I think you're going to realize that what you've done in the past, you've gotten so obsessed with just losing the weight. They say, well, I don't give a shit. I just want to, I'll do whatever I have to. I just want to lose the weight. And you choose unsustainable extreme methods that you can't keep up, that you don't enjoy. And you probably find yourself in a place now where you think about weight loss all day long, but you feel stuck. You can't actually get yourself to do anything. And a lot of that is because of the way you're thinking about weight loss. Again, what I always say is mindset really is, in my opinion, the most important thing, the most important factor of your weight loss, more important than your hormones, your metabolism, your genetics, all of these things. And so as you start to shift your mindset, you really open yourself up to a completely different process than what you have been doing. And when you focus on not just losing the weight, but realizing, because listen, it's going to take you a couple months, a couple years to lose the weight. And then you're at your goal weight and then you want to stay there for the rest of your life. So we're talking about a couple months, couple years, maybe. And then we're talking about decades, you know? So the focus is you want to focus on the real goal here, which is to live at your goal weight. And so if it takes you a little bit longer to lose the weight, but you do it in a way where you're truly creating a, a way of eating that resonates with you and customized to you, a way of living that is comfortable and supports you living at your goal weight and feels good and makes you feel good. A mindset that supports all of those things so that you can live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. Wouldn't that be worth it? <laughs> you know, you've been seduced by nonstop diet advertising, which if you think about it, right, every diet ad is the same. It's the before and after picture and how long did it take to go from one to the other? And that has infected your thinking when it comes to weight loss so that the only way you can think about weight loss now is like a dieter. And it is that mindset that is the primary thing keeping you stuck at your weight. Again, more important than your menopause, more important than your insulin resistance even, is the mindset. Because ultimately it's your mindset that is dictating how you're eating. And it is your eating that's ultimately dictating your weight. Okay, so it's about shifting how you're thinking. It is probably the most important thing you can do. And you never get this message. You know, if you can look at pretty much every single diet out there, every diet you know of, and they never teach you about mindset. And I, I get a little conspiratorial here. I think there's a reason why, because most of the big diets you know about are owned by the food companies that are causing the weight loss, the weight problem in the first place, right? Did you know that Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Atkins Food Products is owned by the same company that owned Atkins, um, Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon that SlimFast is owned by the same company that owns Ben & Jerry's ice cream. I don't think these companies really want you to lose a lot of weight and not eat their foods. I think that they invest in those diets because they get you coming and going now, and the diets never actually help you to lose the weight, right? They have a documented 5% success rate. Or to flip that around, they have a 95% chance of failure. So if you've been struggling to lose weight on a diet, um, if you get nothing else out of this, this me, me, what I'm saying, please don't take it personally. It's not a personal shortcoming. You know, the, the problem is that the strategy you've been sold of using willpower to follow a meal plan perfectly starting on day one until you reach your goal weight is a horse shit strategy. It, it doesn't work for anyone. You know, there's always outliers that can succeed. So 5% of people, you know, whatever. But 95%, when 95% of people fail on using a strategy to, to accomplish a goal, we usually say the strategy doesn't work. We don't blame the people. And yet here you are blaming yourself for not having enough willpower, you know, not being motivated enough, not, not you know, all, all these personal shortcomings you think is the problem. When in reality, if you take a step back, you have no strategy. You have no ability to change your mindset. You have almost no ability to influence your behaviors. 
other than willpower, which is a shitty way to influence your behaviors, by the way. You have very little influence over your thoughts, very little influence over your feelings, and you don't really know how to set yourself up to eat and live in a way that keeps you at your goal for the rest of your life. <laughs> so without knowing those things, how are you going to blame yourself? You know what I mean? It, it's crazy. It's like me sitting you down at a piano and saying, okay, learn how to play piano. Just hit the right keys in the right order and just do it. Maybe I'll even put the sheet music in front of you. Well, how, how good are you going to be? Because <laughs> you're missing the key pieces. And that's what's happening to your weight loss. So I hope you don't take it personally, uh, if nothing else. How do I lose my stubborn belly fat? I work out four times a week, eat as good as I can. Um, the working out, you know, what do they say? That that abs, you know, belly fat, right? And I'm not saying necessarily want abs, but um, the, the, the fitness people always say that abs are uh, made in the gym and, and uh, shown off in the kitchen. Meaning that, uh, you know, it's really it's the eating that's going to dictate the belly fat. Okay. You can't spot train to get rid of belly fat. You can't, you can't do crunches to make the belly fat go away. Uh, you know, doing, doing crunches is going to make the belly fat go away more than it makes the fat in other areas of your body go away. You know, it doesn't work that way. So you need an overall strategy really focused on calories, you know? And so, um, the, the main thing I'm, I'm picking out what you said is eating as good as I can. That, that's a big red flag to me. That, that, that's the part that I would say, um, needs to be dialed in. To, to lose the stubborn belly fat, you know? Um, and once you can change your eating comfortably long-term, then you'll probably find that that belly fat was not as stubborn as you thought. Um, what's probably happening is eating as good as I can. To me, it's, it's code word when I hear people say that, that they're inconsistent with their eating. And if you feel inconsistent with your eating, you probably are, and it's probably a lot worse than you think. Where by nature, humans are pretty bad at estimating what they're eating for calories and paying attention to what they're eating um, because it's such an automated thing, you know, which gets to the heart of why it's hard to lose weight because it's hard to change your behavior. You have to stop looking at, so you're looking at your weight loss like it's an information gap, right? Like you're missing that magical diet or that magical meal plan that's like the, the answer you need. And that's not true. You, you know everything you need to know to lose weight. You know what you should and shouldn't eat enough to start losing weight. The problem is you can't get yourself to eat that way consistently. And that's because your eating is a subconscious process. It's automated, right? Um, you're brushing your teeth is a, is a behavior you've learned. Now it's just automated. You don't think about brushing your teeth. You just do it when you do it, right? Pretty much on autopilot, primarily. Um, you're aware when you do it, you know what I mean? But it's mostly just this automated thing you just do on autopilot. Well, guess what? So is your eating. And so the real challenge of losing weight is not knowing what you should do and getting yourself to do it. It's about training your subconscious mind to do it automatically. You know, because the real reason that, that eating different and, and losing weight is difficult is because it's a new, you're trying to make an automated behavior and you're trying to do it consciously. So to put it in perspective, it would be like if today you said, you know what, I'm going to use my computer mouse with my other hand, right? Sound easy? It's not, right? And you go and do it and you'll do it for about 10 seconds and you're going to get frustrated because you can do it, but it takes lots and lots of focus and energy, right? Where if you use your other hand, it's just automatic, easy. You don't even have to think about it, right? And so you're changing your reading is like that. It's not knowing what to do. It's not even the craving so much. It's the fact that things you did automatically, you're now trying to change. And the only method you have is just willpower of trying to force yourself to do it. And you get tired of it. It's hard. You know, that, that's one of the biggest reasons people struggle to lose weight. So, yeah, having a different thing. Skinny everywhere else but my stomach. Um, yeah, well, you know, listen, detail and boss. And that's another piece of the puzzle, too, is that we have genetics. You know, we all have our specific genetics. And so, um, you know, yeah, it's, uh, 
you know, I mean, there's working out, which is, you know, it's kind of like um, the the food the food it controls your your weight, and the working out can kind of control your shape. So there's working out and and designing your body kind of in a different way, right? right through through exercise. Um, I, I don't. I, I, it's hard for me to hard for me again. I I kind of go into the eating piece. I would say if you cleaned up your eating. You know, this might be the last place you store fat on your body. You know, we all have our genetic makeup and we all do that. I can tell you for me, though, personally, um, the last place I store. So I, I, I was. <laughs> OK, so I did I did a series a couple years ago called The Elite Body, where I, I interviewed the, the top fitness people on the planet, top nutritionists on the planet. And um, they would call me skinny fat. Right. Because I'm not a big workout muscle person, but I'm, I'm thin, you know but I don't have a lot of muscle. And so for me, the last place in my body that I store fat, so I'll be thin, but the place I store the fat on my body, the last place is love handles. And so what I've noticed in my life is, you know, I can be in a normal range of weight, but my love handles will still be there. And it's not until I really, you know, kind of drop that last five, 10 pounds, then they kind of go away. And so it's just, this is the way it is for, for humans, right? We all store fat differently. And so again, it's probably really the main thing that'll probably help you lose that stomach fat is probably really dialing that eating in. That would probably be the thing that could be the fastest, best results that you're looking for. And obviously working out can help as well, but it's usually the diet ultimately is the main, main cause of that. Um, what do you consider a good weight range once you reach your goal weight? Um, if you're talking about like kind of the, the, the range, I, I personally, I like five pounds. Now, that being said, when I was in weight loss mode, I weigh myself every day. And one of the things I learned from that is my weight can fluctuate about five pounds in a day. So when I say a five pound range, I can, I kind of notice like I'll, I'll, now again, this is what, like right now, I'm just at my goal. Listen, when you get to your goal weight and you do it in a way where you subconscious kind of program your eating patterns and routines, your lifestyle patterns and routines, your mindset is the right place. I know when I'm living at my goal weight behaviorally, and my weight just stays the same. So I don't really weigh myself that much when I'm in maintenance mode, you know? Um, but when I was in weight loss mode, I weigh myself every day. And so what I learned is that my weight can kind of fluctuate and I would kind of look for an average, if that makes sense. Um, but that average, I wouldn't want to go more than five pounds. So even now I, I can tell and I will, so, so the last couple of weeks I broke my foot um, about three weeks ago. I was on vacation the week before it. I put seven pounds on vacation. I was fine with that. Those came off pretty quick because even though I'm not moving as much, my, my eating went pretty much back to normal. Not as good as normal though. Um, so I've been weighing myself a little bit more just because I'm curious to see where the weight ends up. Typically it takes about two weeks for me uh, for the weight to show up consistently. So I'll have fluctuations, it goes up and down, but my weight's kind of been going up a little bit over the week. So I'm finding that. So five pounds is kind of like the max I want to get to before I kind of you know, send, send the alert. Okay, let's clean things up. That's me. So, so, you know, that's the weight range I like to live in 10 pounds, you know, you can do two, but again, like to me, five pounds, I feel fine with, I don't, if I put five pounds on, I'm comfortable. I could take that off pretty quick. You start getting up to 10 pounds. It starts feeling a little more, you know, whatever. And again, for me, I, I, I gotta say this part, cause this is really important. Owner talks about this. So programming yourself then is really built around the, these three pillars of weight mastery. I'm making the shape of a pyramid, the weight mastery pyramid, which let me just quick plug here. If you have not gone to my bio and signed up for the hypnosis session I give you, watch the training I give you, it's all free. 
um, please do that because I got a new training coming out probably next week, the Weight Mastery Pyramid. I'm so excited about this. It's a lot of the stuff I usually talk about, but it's just in a new context. This new concept I think is going to really clarify things. Um, but anyways, it's free. Go listen to the hypnosis sessions. The new Thin Me, it's a 10-minute session. It's a kickstart session. Help you clarify and connect to your goal weight, your dream body. Really experience it. You'll experience a level of motivation, a type of motivation you probably have an experience when it comes to your weight. You'll naturally make better food choices for the following days after you listen to it. Um, and then most importantly, though, there's a training I give you, Three Steps to Master Your Weight. Please watch that training. It's about a half hour, but I lay out the whole different approach. Okay, but basically I make this weight mastery pyramid. It's mindset, lifestyle, eating. So I know, I really monitor my lifestyle and eating more than like the weight. I, like I'm not stepping on the scale all the time, but I know depending on how my lifestyle is going, how my eating's going, where I'm probably out in my weight. And so it, for me to get 10 pounds up, you know, again, not just fluctuations, but 10 pounds and I go that going up, I don't look at it like I'm going 10 pounds up. I'm saying, what is going on with my eating and my lifestyle? And because my lifestyle is very specific with the things I'm doing, my eating is very structured. Again, in Program Yourself, then we do a 5-2 model, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. So I have routines for each of those um, categories. And so if I'm putting 10 pounds on, I, I'm very like that's that's gonna be a dramatic difference in how I'm eating for me because I'm very aware of what I'm eating, um, aware of it because I, it's very ritualized, it's very routine, okay. And so for me to put ten pounds on something behaviorally has has shifted, and I'm very aware of it, and I'm paying attention to it probably way before the ten pounds on. That being said, twelve years ago I put almost twenty five pounds on. Now I knew I was putting it on. It was a time where I had just had a, a new child. Um, we moved into a house that we were redoing everything. I'm running a business. Things, I was just full out, stressed, tense, exhausted, all of that stuff. I knew I was eating like crap. I knew what I was doing. So I was not surprised I put the weight on. I wasn't worried because I knew I could lock it down when I wanted to. You know, it took me going to the doctor, stepping on the scale and facing it up. Okay. And then I, I locked things down and dropped it back down. Now I will say I changed my goal weight at that point, right? Because it was a tough time. So I raised my goal weight by 10 pounds. Anyways, long story short, we're, we're back in a normal range. Now I'm at my back normal thing, but I would say five, five pounds is a good weight range. 10 pounds if you, if you want, but I, I, I'm a bigger fan of five pounds. It's my goal. Um, and I've seen people do better with that because it's more manageable. You know, once it starts getting to 10 pounds, it can be mindset wise. It can start to, it can start to impact that. Any advice on those pesky last 10, five pounds for someone who doesn't exercise? Yeah, that girl. Yeah, it just comes down to the eating, really locking down your eating. And um, again, you know, I always, program yourself in the core philosophy is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. The one exception, the only exception is structuring your eating. I think you have got to structure your eating. Um, if you're going to, again, not just lose weight. You don't have to structure weight. I mean, we kind of do, even if you're going to lose weight. But I'm talking about structuring it so that you eat Again, ideally, you want to get to breakfast, lunch, dinner, right? That, that's kind of the ultimate goal. And in order to get there, you've got to structure your eating so you can see what works for you, what satisfies you, what's easy to make, what you enjoy eating, what gets you the results you want. And so that's what I would say that, girl. I would say focusing on really cleaning up the eating and getting it locked down um, because you don't want to just lose the 10, 15 pounds. You want to live at that weight, you know? So it's not about just dropping that weight in an extreme way that's unsustainable. It's about creating a plan and a lifestyle that really allow you um, to, to do that. Now, again, in order to do the eating piece, again, you need that lifestyle piece. No one focuses on this. They, you know, People say, oh, I need to change my lifestyle, but they don't really have a lot of context for what they mean. And so in Program Yourself, then a huge part of the program is that 
it's it's built on a, again it's a pyramid shape to indicate the importance of each category mindset then lifestyle then eating and the the lifestyle and the eating pieces are the physical in the physical realm right and so having that lifestyle piece there is just crucial because what i'm talking about is eight specific habits in, in order of importance in my opinion proper sleep proper hydration relaxation breathing nourishment movement meditation gratitude and when you get these things in your life on a regular basis you change biochemically you change at a cellular level like like hormonally like everything's changing when you live a cleaner lifestyle this is specifically the focus i'm i have when i work with people that are going through menopause um thyroid issues uh insulin resistance things like that whether they're real physical challenges they're real how do you deal with it right because now you may have changed your eating but you're not losing the weight you normally did focusing and really dialing in on the lifestyle pieces a lot of times will mitigate those real physical challenges and so when you go into that last 10 15 pounds again it's an opportunity to really clean up the lifestyle and and see if that helps you out um and, and then obviously the eating as well um yeah Let's see here oops 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 yep if anyone's got any questions feel free to ask i'm gonna go oh i just invited someone to saw that i mean to do that would you explain to me why I'm feeling that I knew you each time I see you? <laughs> I don't know you, so I can't say. Maybe you see me on uh, TikTok or something, you know? Sometimes once you see someone on TikTok, right, you just start seeing a lot of them. And uh, I'm on here a lot uh, with videos. I love TikTok. I've been on here about a year now. Um, you know, it's funny. I've been doing this professionally for 20 years. Uh, done a lot of marketing and different stuff. I haven't done a lot of social media, but uh, TikTok is... Again, everything's good and bad. You don't know, like to say it's a perfect thing, but uh, for for me, it's great because it really just gets the content out to people that are interested in it, and um, I think that's it's great. I, I get a, people all the time, you know. Just it, it's great to be able to help people. My mission in life is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight, and it's a mission for me because for me, weight is really like life and death. It, it's really a central component, and not because of an aesthetic. It's not not a look thing. For me, you know, my father died at 54 of a heart attack. I was nine years old. So that was really, it wouldn't take much analysis to figure out that's, that's probably why I'm here doing what I do. Um, my microphone sounds far away. You know, I appreciate you saying that, Deb. You're my microphone checker, Deb. Whoops. I'll do it this way. Oh, you, you don't know if it just clicked all of a sudden. Is it sounding better? Or is it sounding worse? I gotta figure this out. <laughs> I know what the problem is. Now it's better, right? Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Deb, <laughs> you're my sound engineer. It's better now. Yeah. It's um it, it's a funny if you, if you could see this, it's a funny thing because uh I have I live stream this to, to YouTube, so I have like my phone on a thing and it's I like to put it under the camera. Uh I just kind of changed it so Anyways, the microphone I got is really cool. It's this this uh, Shure microphone. It looks, I'm not gonna take it out because it's in there, but it's a nice big microphone. It hooks right into the bottom of the iPhone. It sounds awesome when it's working, but I think what happens is is the, the, the stand that holds the phone is squeezing the volume buttons. And I think it, without me realizing, quiets it down. No, I feel I knew you in life. I don't know if that's past life or something. I don't know, you live in Massachusetts? Maybe we went to school together. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, uh, what are we doing? I don't know. Yeah. You guys got any questions? I do. I got a coaching call coming up. Feeling kind of tired today. I don't know why I'm feeling better now, but took a little nap. <laughs> I'm feeling better. 
Saudi Arabia, very far away. Yeah, I guess probably not. Probably not. Yeah, maybe I look like somebody you know. Francesca's love from the UK. You've changed my mindset. Hey, thanks, Francesca. That's what I do this for. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Anyways, yeah, that, that's that's it. Really is a mission for that's why I do. You know, TikTok. I'm, I'm making three, four videos every day. I do the lives every day. Put the podcast out for free. Um, you know, it, it's exciting because I mean, to be honest, I mean, like for me, I'm a coach and. It, it, it's a big investment to work with me. You know, it, it's 25 grand to work with me privately. And I know that's a lot. I, I understand money's relative to people. And that, that's my, my business model is kind of Robin Hood model. Um, so I charge a lot for, for some people to work with me. And then I am able to give a lot of stuff away for free. You know, I mean, it takes a lot of time every day to do this, but I do it for, you know, again, because I, I love getting, I mean, I love helping anyone, but it's been cool as I get more on social media and just tell you everything, you know what I mean? And trying to help you. Uh, it, uh, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Helping people even just listen, then listen to the podcast and just listen to the lives and stuff. It changes the way you'll think about weight loss. You know, I'm telling you like it's a mindset piece. You're, you're stuck in a mindset, you know, and that that's, I do what I can to try and break that. You're almost like, like in a trance, you know what I mean? Like, honestly, uh, and you're walking around a trance, like a dieter's trance. You think about weight loss, like a dieter, and it is that trance, it is that mindset that is keeping you stuck more than anything else. I, I promise you, m more than the hormones, more than the thyroid stuff, more than the menopause, all of it. I promise you, it's your mindset. And um, it. Uh, so it's exciting to get out here and kind of like give you a different take on things, right? Because <laughs> we're so in inundated by the diet industry. I mean, it's millions of ads, man. We, we right? All of us, we've just been exposed to literally a lifetime of, of these diet ads forcing us to think about weight loss in one specific way. And it's so pervasive that we can't even see it. You know what I mean? Because we're in it. They say you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle, you know, the pill bottle, you can't read the label. And so we're like, we're in it, we can't see it. So I get out every day just to try and show you that that's the main, if you can step outside of that mindset, weight loss, I'm, I'm not saying it's easy. I, I'm not saying that. I mean, it's it's a it's a focus of mine. I It's like, a, it's, it's like an intense hobby. Oh, thanks for that. I love those. Um, it, it, it's, I focus on it, but, but it's a, it's a passion. I love it. And it's not hard. You know, it, it's, um, it doesn't have to be hard when you stop just trying to get your, you're trying to get your weight loss in such a short period of time. That's what's making it hard. You know, it's like, say you want to learn the piano, but you're only giving yourself a month to learn it. Well, that's going to be hard. Right. And so you put these arbitrary timelines on it. And that's again from the diets because every diet is the before after picture. How long did it take? to go from one to the other, you know? So we're always thinking about weight loss like it's a sprint and we only have this much time to do it. Thanks, Veronica, I appreciate those. Um, and it's that, that, it's that framing, it's that context of it that is really making it harder than anything else. I, I promise you, I promise you, you know? Um, you're brilliant, please keep going the way you describe things about what's more important, eating that nice food or visualize myself thin, just brilliant. Yeah, I appreciate that, Francesca. I do, I, I mean, again, I don't think I'm a brilliant person, but what I do think, I think I'm smart enough. I'm not going to say I'm not a dummy, but um, I think I just have a different take on things and I've just been at it <laughs> on my own personal journey for 30 years. And I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions, which is normal people, you know? And I think the big difference, what I'm doing compared to almost everything in the weight loss industry, right? I don't want to sound conceited here. Like it's not, I'm not, I'm not crazy. But if you look at like all the diet industry, all of the weight loss industry, what's coming at you is just people telling you what to do, you know? And it's like, you're looking for the perfect plan. And, but, but no matter what the plan is, keto, intermittent, literally any diet you've tried, any workout plan you've tried, it's always someone telling you what to do. 
and then you try and force yourself to do it. No one is ever helping you get yourself to do it. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the big difference of what I'm offering that almost no one else does, you know? And, and I get it. it. It takes a lot of time to figure it out. It's very individualized, customized. It's not as easy because I could sit here, I could create a diet plan and it would just be what I eat all week and people would buy it. I'd sell the shit out of it, <laughs> but it wouldn't help anyone because you're not me. You don't have, you don't like the same foods I like. You don't have the same body and genetics and metabolism I have. You don't live the same lifestyle I do. And so what would be the point of me telling you what I eat? And I know you want to know it because you think that that's going to be the magic key, but it's not. You have to figure out what works for you. And so it's much more of a mindset. So that's one thing I think that I do bring to the table. It's very new is how do you get yourself to eat in a way that gets you to live at your goal way for the rest of your life? You know, and so I'm, I'm really, I'm so aimed at the mindset. I got the lifestyle and the eating pieces too. Okay. I think strategy is important. No doubt about it, but strategy without a foundation of my, of the proper mindset. What's the point? You know, listen, all the diets work. They really do. They've studied it. They did a huge study on low fat, um, versus low carb. And everyone that actually followed either plan got similar results. So, so it's not, there is no perfect plan out there. that's going to give like crazy results. They all will, if you do them. The problem is how do you get yourself to do them? And that's the part no one ever talks about. So, you know, my program, again, it's mindset, lifestyle, eating, but even mindset, you know, I, I see people saying mindset sometimes, but watch out for this. A lot of times it's code word for just more willpower. You can have the right mindset. Oh, the right mindset is that just do it mindset. Just come on, just do it. Just get focused. You got this. You want this. Come on. That's, that's not mindset. You know, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. It doesn't last. You keep thinking you got to get yourself that way and you can't. So then you feel like a failure. That's bullshit. I'm not doing any of that rah-rah shit. <laughs> no way. I screw up my eating every day. I'm not eating perfect. You don't have to be perfect to lose weight, you know? Um, and so I just think the whole, the mindset piece is all taken out of the diets. And on top of that, they condition you with a shitty mindset, the all or nothing mindset. And that all or nothing mindset's, you know, sabotaging you. So anyways, I appreciate y'all saying that, that it's helping. So I, I, that's why I do this. So it's good to hear it. I run each morning four miles and walk about seven. Hold on a second. Hold on. No, no, no. I'm, okay. I run each morning four miles and walk about seven miles. I need to let go of 12 pounds. Okay. Um, again, you know, the main thing to really focus in on is, is the eating, you know, always um, watch your calorie intake. Uh, and, and, right, it's not just calories. Uh, I mean, it kind of is just calories. Listen, in a, in, a, in a laboratory where everything's being controlled strictly, it's just about calories, okay? So if you lower the calories, you're going to lose weight. However, in the real world, it's not just about calories because if you eat um, 1,800 calories of unprocessed natural foods or you eat 1,800 calories of processed food, well, that day you may have very focusedly ate 1,800 calories, but eating those processed foods, it's going to be very difficult to consistently eat 1,800 calories of that food because those foods are designed by chemists in labs with millions of dollar budgets to get you to overeat them. So yes, in a strict sense, yes, the calories, but if those foods are coming in a hyper palatable container, <laughs> um, a processed container, they're literally designed to not satisfy you, to keep you hungry, to want to eat more. So to eat 1800 calories of those foods is very difficult as opposed to eating 1800 calories of natural whole foods, which satiate you, satisfy your nutrient 
you know, needs, um, all the things that, that you need in your body. And so that part's important. So, so again, it's not just about the exercising. It's really about the food that's coming in. And um, you really got to master your food one way or the other because, to be honest, Ms. Bantu, most likely you're probably not going to be able to run four miles when you're 80. Maybe you will. Again, I don't want no limiting beliefs on you. But to me, it's like I want to, I have, I've hated working out. I'm working on changing that now for other reasons. But I have maintained a 50 pound weight loss for 30 years with zero working out. I mean, I, I spontaneously, I'll do like the P90X for a month or two, once or twice I did that. I'll do like the dumb shit that everyone does for a little bit, but there's been no consistent exercising, burning calories for 30 years, and I've maintained the same weight. How? Because I've mastered my eating, mastered my lifestyle, all right? Um, so I think that's a smart way to approach it. Seven mile walk on the weekend, you like go to the pounds, yep. You keep it off the same way you lose it. Yes, Isabella, yes, exactly. Yep, so get it now. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, but so if anyone, I'm going to get out of here in a minute, but if anyone has any, any questions about anything, you know, I always say it too, because someone said it yesterday, they're like, you're, what I like about you is you're, you're not judgmental. I'm not judgmental, you know, because I know that everyone's doing the best they can. And I genuinely mean that, you know? Um, okay, the 75 hard. I appreciate that advice. And I'm on 75 hard now. Yeah, that's what I mean, Miss Bantu. Who said it? They said it best. Um, Isabella. Yeah, I love the way you said that. The way you, how'd you say that? You keep it off the same way you lose it, right? And so that mindset's so important. Again, I'm not saying there's not a place for 75 hards for real strict kind of like, let's just hit it hard. Um, but but you've got to be careful that it's not the all or nothing mindset. I can't tell you how many times I've done, like I told you, I did P90X, which is pretty intense for me. I've done Insanity, right? Which was a crazy, <laughs> that shit is named appropriately. Um, but I did it, you know, I did it for a month. I'm, I was the king of like challenges. You know, I do like crazy challenges for a month. And then I'd never do it again, you know? And so I'm not saying you're like that, but I'm saying it's important to recognize if you're still stuck in that all or nothing mindset, you've got to get out of the all or nothing mindset and you got to become all or something. You know, I, I found that that's a mindset that really supports long-term success, you know? Um, but yeah, kill it, kill it on the 75 hard, you know, if you want to do it. But again, that's a short-term thing, you know? And um, that's what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you did all those programs, right? Yeah, that's what it's like. And again, there's nothing wrong with pushing yourself for a little while. I, I, I think it's great to do those things. Again, that's why I say all or something, right? I, I, don't be all or nothing, but be all or something because sometimes, yeah, sometimes you're super motivated. Sometimes life's kind of working with you. You're ready to do it and you're ready to do something really intensely and focused. That's fun to do too, you know? Um, but you got to recognize that it, usually that all mode is a temporary mode. It, it's very difficult to be all, all the time, you know? And... um that's one of the biggest differences between me and kind of a dieter mindset is that a dieter kind of thinks in a temporary mindset. I'm going to do these things until I lose the weight. I am in my head thinking forever. I want to, I want to live at this weight forever. How can I do that? And I've asked that question for a long time. And the way I've come up with is, is I master my eating. Now I have a way of eating that I love, but I know I can eat this way till I'm 150 years old. I love eating this way. Now I know I'll evolve and tweak and it'll grow and all the rest of it, but I love it. And so, um, you know, it, it's, it feels good because I feel settled. You know, sometimes people on the diets, I've had these conversations. I, I put one of them on YouTube. I did, uh, I did a couple coaching calls with people and I taped it so you can watch it. Um, but one of the people specifically, she was eight weeks into keto intermittent fasting, lost 20 pounds. And so it's like, you know, you, you would think like if you were in that situation, you would just be over the moon. 
right? But she was a stress case because she's like, I don't know how much longer I can do it, right? So you've got to pay attention to how it's feeling, not just the weight loss. But, so you can't just pay attention to the outcome. You got to pay attention to the process that, that made that outcome happen. You can't just want to lose weight and you'll do anything to make it happen because you'll only do anything to make it happen for a little while. This is probably, if you look back at your life over weight loss, this is probably the pattern you'll notice that you get real focused and motivated, you get real strict and you get some weight loss and then you can't keep that strictness up and you put the weight back on. And so in your mind, again, you're, you're just, you're stuck in this all or nothing mindset. That all or nothing mindset is just, it, it's, it's the, again, you've got a dieter mindset mostly. If you're struggling with your weight, you got a dieter mindset and the outer kind of boundary of that mindset is that you think about weight loss temporarily. You know, I just want to, I just want to diet until I lose the weight, you know, which is a wrong thought because you want to keep the weight off, you know, but you're so obsessed with just losing the weight that you're not thinking about how I'm going to keep it off. Program yourself then, right, right in the mindset piece, right in the beginning, you learn maintenance, you know, we start with the maintenance plan. You know, it's a totally different mindset. And um, it just, it makes the whole process easier. Weight loss isn't as hard as you think it is. You're, you're, you're making, and I'm, I don't, I'm not blaming you because I really don't blame you because I don't think it's your fault. I think we're all just kind of products of our environment. And, um, you know, I've been obsessed with this. So I kind of take it for granted what I know now. Um, and I teach this stuff every day, but you know, the average person is living in the world. I was like this, the average person living in the world, your, your weight loss idea, your concept is just really informed primarily through all the diet ads you've seen in your life. That's the number one way that you think about weight loss is through all the diet ads you've seen. Yeah. You've done research on diets too, because you think that they're, that's the way to do it, but they're not, they're really not. Now, again, I'm not saying that the, some of these diets don't have good things to offer. I think keto cutting down refined carbs, I think is a great idea. You know, do you need to go into ketosis? You know, all these diets, they're all marketing exercises. They really are. Do you know what I mean? Like they're primarily marketing because there's no one thing you're going to do that's going to change your weight forever. What a stupid idea. You need a holistic, comprehensive approach to transform your weight. You, you can't be the same person you are now, 100 pounds overweight, as you're going to be living 100 pounds lighter for the rest of your life. You think you're going to be the same person? You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. I always say you take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. You got to make this a process of not just losing weight, but about becoming the best version of yourself possible. And the weight is just one piece of that. You need to add more motivation to this process. And the easiest way to do it is to turn this into an opportunity to transform yourself from the inside out into the best version of you. Isn't that more inspiring? <laughs> you know, doesn't that feel better? Um, Alan says, well, losing 20 kilograms be in a lot of montage. Will losing 20 kilograms be in a, be in a lot of montage? I, I don't know what that means, Helen. Um, what's up, Karen? Karen's in the program. Just started. Uh, yeah, it's it's a different approach. You know, and even even one part, I mean, there's just so much of it. Again, I, I just got to say this one more time. But if you, if you have not gotten the hypnosis session I give you, uh, if you haven't watched that training I give you, please go do it. It's all free. You know, just just click on my bio and uh, just sign up. It, it takes like a minute. <laughs> I email you stuff every day. I, remember, I really am trying to help you out here, you know, and I got a bunch of cool stuff happening. I just gave away a seven-day email mindset course. It's free. Yes, I got a program. Yes, you know what I mean? But I, got, I give you a lot of free stuff too, you know. Let me help you. <laughs> if you're serious about losing weight, you know, it doesn't have to be a struggle. I can tell you one thing, though. The answer and the solution to your weight is not some diet that's going to show up all of a sudden. How could it? Right? 
Hi, how can I get your program, the free stuff, please? Oh, just go to my go to my bio on TikTok. Go to my bio, click, I don't know, is it on the top left there? Like a little picture of me with the pink background there. Click that. You'll see in my bio right right on the top, there's a link. Um, click it and go fill out, I feel like four or five questions so I can customize your session for you. And um, it takes a couple minutes to, to get the session ready and then send to you, you'll get it in your inbox. And uh, then I send you to a, a page where there's a training. It's about a half hour, three steps to master your weight. It'll give you a whole new context, you know, just a whole new way to approach this. Wouldn't you like that? <laughs> you know, I appreciate the help. It's getting me to have a better relationship with food. That's great, Tina D. Yeah, that's the point. You know, we have horrible relationships with food coming and going, right? The, the food companies, you know, obviously we're constantly conditioned to use food emotionally, you know, for all sorts of reasons. Uh, and then the diets screw up the way we think about food as well. Cause now we try and restrict them and we hate the diets. That's why in program yourself, then we do a five, two model, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. Now I know what you're thinking. Two days of pleasure eating. I'm never going to lose weight though. Oh my God, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to undo all the work I did during the week. Um, probably not. You might the first couple times, but what those two days of pleasure eating do is they teach you how to eat for pleasure in a moderate way. And, and not even a moderate way. Like, how can you get the most pleasure out of eating food? Now, I know you're, you're thinking, oh, I'll just eat all of it. No. Is that the most pleasure? When you stuff yourself silly, when you eat a pint of ice cream, is that really pleasurable? Well, it was when I was eating it. Well, we got to zoom out a little bit because your life isn't just when you're eating, right? There's more to life than just eating. This is one of the big shifts I, I work to create my clients is subconsciously, when you think about food, right? So let's just say, let's talk about craving for a second. Okay. Let's talk about food craving. Uh, let's just stick with ice cream, but you can substitute any, any food you kind of struggle with in terms of cravings. How are you creating the craving, right? Cause right now, and what you've been trying to do for decades is you crave, you I want to lose weight. Okay, great. And then the craving for the ice cream or the food comes right. And then you try and use your willpower and say, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Right. And the craving stays and you say, no, I'm not going to do that. 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 Right. And that's what you try and do. And eventually what happens because the craving subconscious, it just runs automatically. And the willpower is conscious. You have to keep remembering to stop yourself. Okay. And so eventually what happens is let's have it. Let's have it. No, 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 no. Let's have it. Let's have it. No, no, no. We're not doing that. We're done a diet. Let's have it. No, no, no. Come on. Come on. We're not going to do it. Come on. Let's have it. Oh my God. Come on. No. Well, come on. Let's have it. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's just have it. Right. I mean, just in a nutshell. Right. So how's that happening? Right. Because the only tool you got is willpower. You try and fight against yourself. Right. Every time you're trying to lose weight, it feels like it's a battle. <laughs> it's a struggle, stress, strain, deprivation, which, by the way, is why you don't want to start a plan. Right. Do you ever wonder, like, why you think about weight loss 24 hours a day, but you never do anything to really make it happen? Right. It's because you think of it as an all or nothing. And so you're at nothing right now, probably. And the all is like, oh, my God. Uh uh, right. That's where you're at. Like 90% of the 95% of the time. You're just like, I want to lose weight. I can't wait. Oh, maybe, maybe um, no, let's do it. Oh, you know what? Mondays, we can't do this week. Monday is a holiday. So Tuesday, eh, who starts a weight loss plan on Tuesday? Let's just wait till next Monday. Right. Is that what we're waiting for? <laughs> Give me some hearts. If you're going to start next Monday, because this week was, was, uh, it was a holiday on Monday. Right. And so it's like, we just keep putting it off because you don't want to do it. You know, and if you don't want to do it, that's a bad sign, you know, because you want you're going to do this forever. Right. So anyways, um, I got lost when I was even saying, oh, the cravings. Right. So so what's creating the cravings in the first place? Because the only tool you got is to fight against the cravings. Um, and so one way to, to change how you think about cravings is to realize that 
there's three phases, three phases of eating. Okay. There's anticipation, consumption, consequence. And what you have been conditioned to do is to think about the food in terms of anticipation and consumption. That's it. So when you think about the ice cream, the chips, the cookies, whatever it is, you're thinking about getting them, having them, eating them. End of movie. And that's how you think about it. And that drives the cravings way up. All right, when you think about it that way. However, every time you finish eating, there's a consequence. Now, the consequence you think I'm talking about is like, oh, I'm going to put weight on. That's not the consequence I'm talking about. That consequence is way in the future, right? So your mind discounts it. Says, ah, you know what? I can eat it now. Tomorrow, I'll just start again. The consequence I'm talking about is five, ten minutes after you finish eating. The mental, emotional, physical consequence that follows after you, when you want to lose weight, after you eat the cookies, after you eat the ice cream, after you do these things. What are you saying to yourself? Is it negative stuff? How do you feel about yourself? Is it negative? How do you feel emotionally? Are you frustrated? You know? Um, toasted bagel cream cheese lives to eat. I don't love to eat. I live to eat. Yum. But I feel so happy after. Well, great. You probably don't want to lose any weight then. You know? I feel great after I finish eating too because I have figured out a way to eat where I'm eating that food at my goal weight. I'm not worried about my health. I'm not worried about my weight. I'm not worried about how I look. I'm flexible, strong, mobile, independent, and I plan on being that way forever. So the times when I do eat ice cream or cake or cookies or any of that stuff for pleasure, I'm eating it in a way where I feel really good about myself and I'm happy with where I'm at. Now, if you want to lose weight after you eat the food that you know is going to prevent you from losing weight, how do you feel? So toasted bagel with cream cheese, loves to eat, lives to eat. Great. You know, if you don't want to lose weight, this isn't for you. You know what I mean? Like, like again, I'm not telling you how to, I'm not saying one way to eat is right, one way is to wrong. I'm not saying that, oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care what your weight is. I don't care how you eat. You do what you want. What I do is I help people that want to lose weight. And how do you do it? How do you change the way you're thinking? You know, I always get people, it's like, and again, so toasted bagel with cream cheese doesn't want to lose weight, right? So who, why would you even write anything? <laughs> this isn't for you. Because sometimes I also get people, I get people that have eating disorders. And if I talk about a strategy to eat less food, this, well, that's how I'm just going to trigger my eating disorder. Well, this isn't for you. This is for people that are overweight, that want to lose weight and have not been able to do it. Can you imagine that there's people like that? I don't know why it's hard to imagine. It's 82% of the population. Right. But imagine that if I go on TikTok and make a video about how to deal with hunger and not eat a mild level of hunger, because guess what, folks, if you want to lose weight, you're going to have to figure out how to deal with a little bit of hunger. Right. You know, but but I, I'll get attacked like I'm trying to create a call me almond dad, whatever that means. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm, I'm promoting anorexia, <laughs> promoting anorexia. Eighty two percent of the population's overweight or obese. And so I'm sitting here talking about strategies to eat less food when you want to lose weight. And people are going to say that I'm, you know what? There's about 10,000 deaths a year attributed to eating disorders. And there's 4.2 million deaths attributed to weight related issues. So it's like, can I, can I just talk in this little corner about how to lose weight if you want to, you know? So I know it's like toasted bagel cream cheese and say anything else now, right? Cause it's like, yeah, you just say your dumb shit, right? It has nothing to do with what I'm saying. Cause I'm talking about people that want to lose weight. You, you don't want to lose weight. Great. And I'm not telling you to lose weight. Because you weigh what you want to weigh anyways, folks. You know, at the end of the day, you get to decide what you're going to weigh. You really do. You know, come on. I'm not saying you don't have physical challenges. But at the end of the day, it comes down to what you're going to eat and how much you want to lose weight. 
which brings me to this. I'm going to talk about this for a second. You know, I would suggest that the if you're struggling to lose weight, the main reason why there's going to be something that you're going to you're going to get upset when I say it, but I'm telling you it's true. Um, I'm not talking about weight, just talking about enjoying food. I don't care how much someone weighs. Well, great, but if someone wants to lose weight, don't you think that they ought to change how they're thinking about food? Like if you live for food again, I, I, my dad lived for food. <laughs> I mean, my dad was like the ultimate foodie, you know, and um, you know whatever. So it's like again, if you don't want to lose weight, I'm not talking. I don't give a shit what anyone weighs. I don't care. I'm not judging it. I don't care. I'm concerned about my weight, my clients' weight, you know, and helping them. Um, I don't care what else. But if you live for food, again, I'm not judging that. Live for food. But then don't get upset about your weight. Yeah, if you want to lose weight and be healthier, go for it. You know, shit. <laughs> right? So it's like, you know, but but you can't have both, right? You, you can't live for food and master weight, probably. You, you know what I mean? Probably. One's got to be more important than the other, I would say. Um, yeah, Tina, right? I, I want to lose weight, but struggle with overeating. Is that not 99% of you all, right? If, if you want to lose weight, why are you not losing weight, right? It, it's almost always because of the eating. Is it not? Even if you think it's the thyroid and the hormones and the menopause and the insulin resistance, it still comes down to what you put in your mouth. And so the truth is you have no strategies to deal with the eating piece. No one ever teaches you that. You know what you should do. You know what you shouldn't do, but you don't know how to get yourself to do it. Again, that becomes the core problem. So someone asked, how do I stop binging? Great. Let's talk about this for a second just so I can show you, again, a different approach. Because what's the diet world tell you? You already know, just don't binge. Just don't overeat. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. (laughs) Thanks. Oh, okay. Oh, should have thought that myself. You know what I mean? Like there's no valuable information in the diet industry, in my opinion, because about 5% of you losing weight is knowing what to eat. And 95% is being able to do it consistently. You know? Um, How do I stop binging? Okay. So the first thing I suggest is that you don't stop binging. Don't stop binging. All right, because what you're doing is how do I stop the binging? And it's like you're, you're thinking, because the only thing you can do right now to stop binging is just stop myself from binging. I'll just won't binge. <laughs> okay, you've been binging for 30 years and now you're just going to stop it. Oh, shit. You didn't, no one had told you that. You never thought of that, right? So that's not the problem. The problem is you have no strategy to do it. So what I would suggest is they don't just stop yourself from binging because why are you binging? There's two big reasons I see to start with. I'm not saying there's not more, but these are two big ones. First reason of binging I see, most common, people are over-restricting. They're they're not eating all day long and then they're binging in the afternoon and night. And they say, uh, what's going on in the afternoon and night? I can't stop myself. Well, it's because you're fucking starving. (laughs) You know, when you start starving, every cell of your body starts screaming out for food. It's not just the cells of your body, all your sense organs. You can smell you can smell the food from across town. You can hear people opening up chips across the street, right? You see every little bit of food. Your senses get zeroed in on food. Oh, you're going to fight that? And your glucose is weak? You know what willpower is? Oh. See, I start explaining this stuff, and, and I don't... I, I'm telling you certain stuff, and I want you to learn that. But the other thing I want you to remember is that you've been trying to lose weight for decades, and you don't know any of the stuff I'm about to say. And not knowing this stuff, how the hell are you ever going to get results? Do you know what I mean? Like once you know a lot of stuff about how your brain works, um, how cravings are designed, how your behavior is, you know, works, how your eating works, uh, don't you think you'd have an easier time with it? See, you're, you're trying, you know what I mean? You're just flying blind. You are absolutely flying blind. Your whole weight loss thing is boiled down to, here's your plan. Now just follow it. Okay, but I keep binging. Stop binging. Oh, oh, oh. 
<laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So binging. The first thing is don't stop binging. Okay. I want you to binge, binge the next three, four times. But the difference is I want you to pay attention because what you're doing is you're binging and then you're going into a shame cycle or an avoidance denial cycle. And so you never learn from the mistakes you make. This is the biggest mistake you're making strategically. This is why program yourself in, there's a program yourself in technique and you use the redo rehearsal technique because you're going to make mistakes. See, when, you, when it comes to dieting, there's no mistakes allowed, right? It's all or nothing. You're either doing it right, you're either on that wagon or you're off the wagon, one or the other. Well, guess what? You're gonna fucking make all sorts of mistakes because you've been making mistakes for the last decades. You think just because tomorrow's Monday, all of a sudden you're just never gonna make a mistake again? That's your goal, that's your plan? If you look at everything in your life you can do, reading, writing, walking, riding a bike, using a computer mouse, anything you've learned, you learn by making mistakes and then learning from those mistakes. But weight loss, nope. I'm just gonna make the decision tomorrow's Monday. That's it, I'm perfect from now on until I reach my goal weight. Okay, so you binge. I don't want you to stop yourself. Fucking binge, binge. But I want you to, after you binge, do two things. The first one is take one minute, close your eyes, quiet down, and connect to your body. I want you to notice how it feels, genuinely. How does it feel physically, mentally, emotionally? How do you feel after you binge, five minutes after you binge? I want you to connect to that. Okay. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to look back at that binge and I want you to say, what triggered that? Was I really hungry? Did I have no real other healthy alternatives available to me? Or it's usually they're over-restricting, you're too hungry, or it's some emotional thing. And you use, you got these strong negative emotions you don't want to feel in your life, you don't know how to deal with. So you use the binging as a way to avoid those feelings. And you use the binge shame cycle you spin into to avoid the real painful shit you don't want to face or deal with. Those are the two big things I typically see that are leading to binges, okay? Again, I'm not saying there's not other reasons, but you won't know what your specific reasons are until you understand yourself. So awareness precedes change. Stop just trying to stop the binge. You fucking didn't learn anything. You didn't learn anything when you do that and it never lasts. If you could just stop the binge, no one would have binge eating problems because everyone knows they just didn't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about the dieting thing. You know what I mean? These simple answers, right? Nutritionist, dietitian, doctor. Oh yeah, you should lose some weight. Oh, no shit. <laughs> you should eat healthy. You should eat more vegetables and fruits. No shit again. You shouldn't eat donuts and ice cream. Fucking no kidding. I know that. How do I get myself to do it? Well, who's answering that? What are you getting other than just do it? Willpower. You get nothing, you know? And so there's a deeper level that is so much better because it feels like you're really in the game now. You're binging for a reason. I promise you that. And until you know what it is, so let's just say it's emotional. Let's just say emotional eating is the same story with the binging. Don't stop yourself from emotional eating, okay? Because when you stop yourself from emotional eating, what happens, right? Let's just say, for example, you eat at night because you're stressed out in life and food is the main way that you're able to relax and just kind of put the word, world, get away from the world. Let's just say that's the case, right? And so you say, I want to lose weight. I got to stop emotional eating. Okay, so you stop emotional eating, but you simultaneously stop relaxing calming down, getting a break from the world. And so three days go by and you've been eating great, but you're ready to fucking kill people, right? Because you've had no stress relief for three days. So don't stop emotional eating. Figure out what emotions you're eating for or to avoid. And so let's just go back to that example. Say you're eating to relax. And so now once you realize that, now you can ask the magic question, 
how can I relax more effectively without any food at all? That's the magic. Because now once you come up with those answers, now you've got a real solution. You haven't just stopped yourself from emotional eating. You have satisfied your emotional needs in a very deep level. Now it's going to be a lot easier to stop the food. So I hope that's making sense to you. You know, Tina says, I'm a social eater. I see food others are eating and have no control. Yeah, have no control yet. Again, everyone just kind of freezes themselves in time as if they can't learn a new skill. You, you know what I mean? Again, you, you think about, see, listen, most... I blame the education system for this because most of us stop learning real learning like in third, fourth grade, right? Because that's like, then we shift into theoretical ideas, right? So then we learn concepts and ideas and we can learn those quick. But understanding a concept and being able to actually do something are two totally different things, right? And so um, you don't have the ability to control yourself in social situations right now. But in programming yourself, then we work on developing that ability, right? So now you're very specific. And so it starts by asking, how would you like to feel in a social situation? How would you like to feel? In control? Okay. Well, what would that look like? How would that feel? What would it be like to be in control in a social situation? How would you be thinking? How would you be feeling? How would you go into the situation? What would you be expecting? Are you not asking these questions? Again, in a a real simple way, mindset-wise, you're problem-oriented. If you're listening to this, I know you're an overthinker, right? Because everyone in my program is an overthinker. A lot of us are perfectionists or recovering, but I know you're an overthinker, which is not a problem. The problem is that what you're overthinking and what you're overthinking is the problems. I, without knowing you, and if you've been watching this for at least five minutes, I know you're an overthinker because I, that's only people that listen to me. I know I talk fast. Overthinkers are the people that like that. People that aren't overthinkers, fuck this guy. I don't want to listen to him. So, so if you're an overthinker, tell me if this is not what you're thinking, okay? You're in your head all day long saying, what's wrong with me? Why can't I stick to a plan? How come I can't lose this weight? Why do I keep eating the ice cream? Why do I keep doing this? Why can't I ever figure this out? Jesus Christ, am I ever going to figure this out? Why can't I do this? Why do I keep screwing up? You're always thinking about why you're screwing. Why do I go to social situations? How come I can't have control? Why do I see what they eat and then I just have it? And you're always thinking about the problem. And again, I'm not blaming you because you think that you're going to, magically have this cognitive breakthrough it's going to be like, we'll just change everything all at once, right? But you've been overthinking that shit for decades now. It hasn't worked, okay? And the reason is because your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. If I tell you not to think about a banana, you think about a banana. So when you're always thinking about, why do I keep overeating? Why do I keep eating that ice cream? Why do I keep falling off my plan? You're literally imagining all the shit you don't want to do, which is reinforcing it. Notice the difference between that type of thinking and solution-oriented thinking where you start saying, how do I want to feel in a social situation? When's the last time you asked that? You have not ever asked that question. Well, I wish I could. No. How would it feel to walk into that situation and feel empowered, to be strong, to be motivated, to be able to walk in there, see other people eating and feel indifferent to it? How would it feel to want to crave healthy foods in social situations, to see people eating shit and to feel empowered and amazed that I have control now, that I could eat the way I wanted to even in social situations? You ever ask that to yourself? (laughs) I already know the answer, but imagine if you did. Imagine if you started thinking like that. You're never connecting to your potential because you're constantly obsessed with trying to figure out the problem. But what you're doing is you're literally programming your subconscious mind those problems right into it. You're never taking any time to imagine yourself at your best the way you want to be. That's what Program Yourself Then is. Every morning you get a five-minute hypnosis session. You know how easy and simple that is, right? Never mind a fucking meal plan where you're eating 1,200 calories. Can you get up and listen to a five-minute hypnosis session? 
calm down, relax, and hear all this positive stuff in your head. Each session has a, a weight loss mantra in it. It changes the way you act throughout the day easily, comfortably. And then at night, there's a sleep gnosis session. It's a 10-minute session with a core weight loss mantra in it. You listen to the same one each week. You get a different one. Each day, you get a different one. There's 57 hypnosis sessions in total. There's 10, there's eight sleep gnosis sessions. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, there's nothing like this program on the planet. And then on top of it, it's the program yourself in technique where you do exactly that. Say you go in the social situation and eat everything in sight. So what do you do, right? You do what 99% of people do, either beat yourself up about it or you just put it out of your mind. Well, great. You're going to do the exact same thing next time because we do what we did. But with program yourself, then you're going to do the redo technique and you're going to say, ah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to overeat there. I screwed up. Let me imagine if I go back in time, knowing what I know now, what would I've done differently? Let me step into that. How could I have set myself up for six? Ah, oh, you know, if I went before, I would have had a little snack. I would drink a glass of water. Um, I would have walked in there, you know, motivated and connected to my goals. I would have thought about my weight loss goals, my health goals before I went in there. So I was extra set to go. I would have imagined how I wanted to be in there, how I wanted to act, how I wanted to feel and think. And I would have prepared myself. So next time you go in that situation, it's going to feel a lot different because now you've practiced a solution. Does it mean you're going to act that way? Maybe, maybe not. But we're winning or learning in the program. So you either act differently and eat perfectly or you screw up a little bit, but not as bad as before. And now you'd redo it again, learning what you learned, reinforcing the new behaviors. You ain't doing any of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like there's so much stuff you can do. Toast the bagel creatures. I like your motivation. Thank you. I appreciate that. Is there a podcast I can listen to? Yes. Program Yourself Thin is on all the podcast platforms. Listen to this more. The more you listen to me, even these things, I'm not just telling you stuff. I'm using conversational hypnosis. I'm influencing your subconscious mind, okay? So even just by listening to the podcast, you're going to get benefits. And if you're really serious, you go get the program. Again, if you're really serious, you work with me, okay? You'll work with me one-on-one. we got a call coming up in a little while. Literally, every Tuesday and Thursday, we have live calls where you work one-on-one with me. Well, you know, individually, we're in a group. But I will literally, I give you a lot of time and energy and then if that's just out of your price range, there's a version with no coaching. And again, there's even payments. I mean, you get started with this stuff. So again, there's a, there's a way to approach this, your weight, that I can guarantee is completely different than you've ever experienced. You know, I'm, I'm not bullshitting you. Again, you could go check out all the free stuff and see if it's true or not. You hear what I'm saying, you know? Toasted bagel with cream cheese says calorie counting. Um, you know, calorie counting is okay as a... Well, first of all, if you love counting calories great. That's a great path. Do it. If you hate counting calories, don't. Okay. But I do think counting calories is good as a calibration exercise, meaning you have a sense of what you're eating. It's probably off counting calories for a week or two, just to kind of see, you know, what you were thought you were doing with reality. Did it match up or was it way off? That can be very valuable. Okay. But calorie counting forever. Well, I would rather structure my eating. So I, you know, again, I don't count calories, but I eat consistently. You know, but, but I, oh God, counting calories for me, I would never do it. I, 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 I don't want to do it, you know? So again, I leave it up to you. There's no right or wrongs. Um, there's only what works for you, you know? So if you like counting calories, do it. If you don't like to do it, you don't have to do it. Now he says mindset's important. It really is, right? I got over emotional eating and saving. I used to eat whenever I am happy about something. Yeah, absolutely, right? Listen, we've been conditioned, man, in this culture, it's nonstop, um, where we are conditioned to use food as our main emotional management strategy, meaning to feel the emotions we want to feel and to not feel the emotions we don't want to feel. Learning how to manage your emotions is probably, again, I say that the weight mastery pyramid, I talk about mindset, lifestyle, eating, emotions really could be a whole another level. It's that important. It's in the mindset piece. But you have got to be able to genuinely, without food, 
have some strategies to feel the emotions you want to feel in your life and to deal with the shitty emotions you don't want to feel. Okay, it's so important. And again, if you don't have that ability, you know, so the emotional eating is not a bad thing. You do things for a positive reason. You know, so I wish you'd stop beating yourself up and instead seek to understand what emotions you're eating for. That's the first step. You can't just stop it because I'm telling you that emotional eating is serving a positive purpose to your subconscious mind. You don't like it because it's putting weight on you. Your subconscious mind says, yeah, but it's relaxing me. It's my one friggin' break from the life that I'm living. It's stressful right now. It's a way to feel connected for a moment and not feel lonely. You know what I mean? Like there's real positive reasons why you're doing it. And so we don't want just to yank those out. We want to understand what those are and find better ways to experience those. I use a phrase I like to use like emotional malnourishment. We all know what physical malnourishment is and how it happens. And I think a lot of us are emotionally malnourished because we've been conditioned to use the food to fulfill our emotional needs. And it's not. At best, these foods are really temporary and they're really just distractions a lot of times from the shitty things we don't want to feel. Listen, eating these foods, especially processed foods, it does light up our pleasure centers. It is to some degree a pain reliever and it is a distraction. It's a distraction from shitty things in our lives for a little bit. So there are real things about the food that feel good. But if you zoom out and look at the big picture, a lot of times relying on food to deal with our emotions, A, it usually creates a lot more pain in the form of extra weight, feeling like shit physically, mentally, emotionally, health-wise. Um, but more importantly, it's not really the emotions you want. You know, if you feel lonely and you go eat an ice cream to take your mind off it, well, you finish that ice cream and you're still going to, now you feel lonely again and now you're upset with yourself for doing that. If you feel lonely, the real solution, the only solution is to maybe, and again, it depends for you what you want the solution, but it's probably to like to connect with people, to go hang out with friends, to talk to someone you care about, to go join, be around people. You know what I mean? Not to fucking hide with the food. That's not fixing it. It's just hiding it from you. For, it's just giving you a brief thing. It's not fixing it. And so when you approach things this way, not only do you lose weight, which is great, but, but again, the weight loss pales in comparison to emotionally feeling good. To, do you see what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, like you can't think the weight loss doesn't fix everything. It doesn't. You know what I mean? If you're feeling lonely, oh, I'm going to lose weight and now all of a sudden we've connected to people. No, you're not. It doesn't mean that. You know, so if you're feeling lonely and you're eating because of the loneliness, let's figure out how to make you feel more connected, more loved, get you into situations where you feel supported, whatever it is you want to feel. Let's start by articulating the real goal. It's not the fucking weight loss. The weight loss would be nice, but the real goal is to feel loved, to feel connected, to feel part of a group, whatever it is that, that you want. And you have to articulate that because then we say, okay, how can I feel that? Oh, I'm going to stop emotional eating. What? You, you see what I mean? You see how fucking superficial and stupid that is? It's not even the real problem. This is what I'm saying. This is why I say you've got to wrap your weight loss in personal development. It's not enough just to cut your calories down and lose weight. It's not going to fix the problems that created the weight problem in the first place, most likely. You've got to go deeper than that. And it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I'm telling you. So I'll tell you my own story emotionally. So for me, I was 19. You know, my dad died at nine. I was, he was 54. I was nine. That was the worst thing that happened. Um, and I did, my mom, God bless her. She's the most amazing mom on the planet. It was 1984. <laughs> Emotional, you know, health w was just not front and center in the, in the culture, at least not in my, my mom's world. So my mom's thing was, don't, so don't be sad. <laughs> Eat this. Let's go here. Let's do this. Just don't, don't be sad. And so anyways, you know, next thing you know, I, I'm binge drinking, eating all sorts of shit, being destructive because it's a strategy to not deal with the pain inside of me. I have no ability to deal with this roiling pain, anger, sadness inside of me okay and so it's showing up in the world as me doing 
dangerous things, overeating, overdrinking, living wild. No, so I could stop those things. <laughs> that those things weren't the problem. They were symptoms of the problem for me. Okay. It was this emotional piece. I had no, no idea of how to deal with. To be honest, I, I, I was so good at avoiding it. I didn't even know it was there. Okay. And so I'm just doing these crazy things to avoid that pain. And so it really wasn't, and again, I am probably one of the luckiest people that you will ever see in your entire life. I was lost, lost, lost. I took a semester off from school, from college. And in the first month, it literally was like in a month, I was exposed to hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, Tony Robbins, personal development, guitar, martial arts, yoga, meditation. I'm telling you all of these things. They just descended on me all at once. It was, it's the, the most, uh, second to meeting my wife, it was the most miraculous thing that's ever happened to me. And so for the first time, I was able to interface with that pain in a genuine way. And I started to go to work on that level of things. You know, first I could inter that's so what the meditation was very helpful with that. The yoga kind of calming down. And for the first time, I was able to kind of just be present with it. And once that kind of kicked off the process of really genuinely, how can I resolve this? You know, how can I get healthier emotionally? Right. And as that, that was the, the foundational piece, I think, of being able to eat cleaner, of live cleaner, uh, you know what I mean? Of, of stop the binge drinking is that, that that problem was resolved. You know, I don't want to say it was just a result. It wasn't just resolved. I don't want to make it sound like that. It was a, it was an ongoing years long process to really get into a healthier place emotionally. But what I am saying is that almost immediately, as soon as I was able to get into that place where I could calm down and interface with these very painful emotions and not be overtaken with them, that was the beginning of truly being able to master my weight and my health. You know, so that's why I say don't just stop the emotional eating because that emotional eating is there to try and resolve something deeper, most likely. And so I think you're better off kind of looking at that. Um, I learned from you. See yourself then. Yeah, yeah. See yourself then. Yep. Um, I overthink everything. Kathleen, yep, yep. Nice to see you today. Nice seeing you. Never asked that question, Tina said. I know you never asked that question, right? And if you did ask that question, you start to think that way more, what would happen? You know, all your be your, your weight's a reflection of your behaviors, right? What you're eating primarily and, and how you're living and moving and all that. Um, but your eating and your, your behaviors are a reflection of how you're thinking. This is why the mindset's the most important piece. You know, you think like an overweight person. You got two mindsets, the overweight mindset and a diet mindset. And you just keep flip-flopping between those two. Never do you learn how to be a thin and healthy person. Never do you learn how to create a thin and healthy mindset. No one's teaching that to you. No one's even talking about it. <laughs> like I legit am one of the few people. I'm not saying I'm the only one, but I'm one of the few. And in terms of like weight loss plans out there, there's nothing out there that's really mindset enough. Shit, they were doing uh, gastric bypass surgeries on people and not even supporting them mentally and emotionally. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it is just put on the back burner. I don't know why, you know what I mean? But it, but it is. And so this is the, the most important thing you need to change your weight is the most neglected thing and ignored thing. That's why you're struggling. And you're not just struggling. I know you're at the point now where you're apathetic, right? You're just like, because I know the worst thing that can happen is not you try a diet and it didn't work and you didn't lose any weight. The worst thing that can happen is you start a diet and you lose the weight and then you put it back on. That's the worst thing that can happen to uh, your motivation because it gets to the point where now you associate successfully losing weight with failure. And that's probably where you're at right now. 
you'll probably sit here thinking about weight loss 24 hours a day and you're not doing anything to make it happen. And it's because subconsciously you're saying, what's the fucking point? Uh, even if I lose the weight, I'm just going to put it back on. And that's worse than not even losing the weight. So, and now you have that battle that consciously you want to lose the weight, but subconsciously you've checked out. You don't want to do it because you don't believe in it. And I don't blame you, you know? So what's the alternative? Well, you got two, two roads ahead of you. I mean, one is you, you just stand the, yeah, one, it's like you should have three roads, right? One is you say, I don't give a shit if I lose weight or not. I don't care. I'm just going to live this. Number two is you say, I want to lose weight. I'm just waiting for the next diet. I'm going to restart keto again. Oh, I'm a Weight Watchers again. <laughs> oh, maybe Ozempic. Maybe that's the solution. Maybe that's, that's the answer, you know? Um, or you start walking the weight mastery path right now. And don't do everything perfect today. Don't do everything perfect starting tomorrow or next Monday. Instead, start getting 1% better. Do something 1% better today than you did yesterday. Tomorrow, do something 1% better than you did today. And a year from now, you're not 365% better. You're exponentially better, you know? And, and that's the secret to success in literally anything, you know? You're approaching your weight loss very conditionally. I always use the example, Tony Robbins, this is the greatest question he asked. He, he would, used to ask, um, how long would you give your child to learn how to walk, right? Like, how long would you let them kind of learn how to walk and trial and error it until you said, yeah, you know what, forget it, you dumbass. You, you're done, you're done. You're cut off. That's it. Enough. Right. That's a silly question because you're like, well, I've never, I would never get to that point. They're going to practice until they walk. Right. Now compare that to your, your attitude when it comes to weight loss, right? You're so conditional. If you don't lose enough weight in that first week, it's very unlikely you're going to go to the second week and God forbid you go two weeks without losing much weight or as much as you thought, you know, your chances of moving on are almost impossible. And so you're setting yourself up for failure right from the beginning with the way that you're even conceptualizing your weight loss, you see? And so that's why I say the mindset is so important because the mindset is directly impacting what you're going to do. And obviously what you're going to do is going to dictate the results you got, you know? But all you're focusing on is just tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do, you know? As if you, as if I gave, as if I had this magical meal plan. And I said, you want this? <laughs> and you want it so bad. Why? Why? What do you think it's going to fucking say? <laughs> What do you think this little magical meal plan is going to say that you don't know already? Honestly, at this point, come on. Right? It doesn't say anything, by the way. It says eat better. <laughs> eat less Eat less calories, right? Eat healthier food. Oh, right? But you thought, you thought it was going to say something, you know, and that, that is the funniest thing to me. I always joke, like, um, people sometimes say, well, I don't think I'd be hypnotized. I say, well, you've been trying to lose weight for a while? Yeah. Well, you fucking, you could be hypnotized. You're hypnotized right now. And the, the fastest way to put a dieter into a trance is to say, you want to know how to lose 20 pounds in two weeks? Because I do actually have a plan for that. I'm not joking. 20 pounds in two weeks. You want to know? <laughs> right? Now, you know it's bullshit, right? But it's like, there's a party that's just like, I know, I know. Okay, come on. Tell, what is it? Tell me, please. <laughs> right? That's the process of going into hypnosis because hypnosis is really, it's, go, it's dealing with your subconscious mind, communicating with your subconscious mind. Your conscious mind is logical and rational. Your subconscious mind is not logical and rational. It's associative. It just links things together. And you've been so conditioned to think there's some magical plan out there that that's how you think you're going to lose weight ultimately. Now, consciously, you know that's not true, but you see, like, as soon as I say 20 pounds in two weeks, you sure you don't want to know? And it's like, you know it's not true, but you feel that party just wanting to believe it that's your subconscious mind <laughs> and that's what's happening with the diets you keep falling into this process because you don't realize that's going on and it keeps sucking you in 
But the big problem is it's preventing you. Every day you're looking for some magical diet is a day you haven't committed to your weight mastery. It's another day wasted. And I ask you, you know, how much weight have you lost in the last six months? How much weight have you lost in the last year? And if it's zeros or you put weight on, then maybe you should stop looking for the fastest weight loss plan. And maybe you should start making smart, systematic, strategic steps towards mastering your weight once and for all. You know what they are. You don't want to do them because they don't excite you because there's not fast enough results, you think. But what's fast results? You know, what's fast results? Losing 20 pounds in a month and then putting it all back on the next month? Or losing four pounds a month consistently, easily, sustainably for the next year and keeping that up? You know what I mean? You've got to redefine what fast weight loss is. Uh, I just signed up. I'm a healthy weight, but my mindset needs so much help. Binge restrict cycle. I get it, Ashley. Yeah. Crazy. I could probably drop 10 pounds if I could help my mindset be at my best. Yeah, Ashley, that's exactly it. So yeah, that, that training, the hypnosis session is going to help you because it's going to motivate you in a kind of a unique way that you probably never experienced. And the, the training is the most important piece though. Please watch that. Okay. Because I go into a lot more detail what I'm talking about in a systematic way. Here I'm kind of bebopping all over the place. So, um, that training will help you a lot, all right? Tina says, I've lost and gained the same weight for years. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, Brat, not Barbie, says, subconscious, I believe I can't. Exactly, I know that. Um, that's what needs to change, because you can, you know? You can't with a diet. You can't with a diet because nothing's changing. The problem isn't that you don't know what to do. The problem is under the surface. You don't know how to think consistently like a thin person. You don't have any subconscious, you don't have any mental, emotional, behavioral strategies, Right? You just got, you got willpower to follow a plan. And your subconscious mind knows that doesn't work. So, uh, Brad, not Barbie, I want you to, I want, subconsciously, I believe I can't do it on a diet. Please say that. One of the most triggering things for me is when people say like, well, I tried everything and nothing works. I said, well, have you ever tried a mindset approach? Because I, I, I've never yet heard someone say yes, because I have not heard another mindset approach. Listen, getting a hypnosis program with three sessions uh, yeah, that's not going to change your weight long-term. It might help and trigger you to lose some weight. That's not going to change. Come on. You know what I mean? Like it's people think of weight loss. Like it's a bank account, debits and credits, right? Your weight loss is like the stock market with lots of different factors all influencing each other. It's a holistic comprehensive system here. That's controlling your weight. There's no, you can't just have one thing and say, Oh, my weight's changed now. It, there's way too many factors. I don't say it to overwhelm you, but Jesus, wouldn't you rather like, you know, so, okay, got it. And that's that, by the way, again, please sign up. I'm, I'm going to do a training next week on the weight mastery pyramid. It, it, I'm so excited about this. This is the training. I'm more excited about this training than any training I've ever done because it, it kind of conceptualizes in an easy to understand way what to do to master your weight for good. And it's going to be free. I'm giving it away free to you. Okay, just sign up because I'm going to email my list and let them know when to do it. Um, and I'm going to do a live training too. So you'll be able to ask questions at the end too as well. Okay, live Zoom call and I'll get your replay. All right, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the training. Now you're on my email list, you know. And by the way, I email you every day, S supportive, encouraging messages. It, there are emails I used to send out as part of a program that people paid for. Now I just give it away. Okay, so every day you got something kind of encouraging you, supporting you, keeping you focused, training you to think this way. I'm, I'm really here for you. I really am. And it'll, um, it'll make you realize, you know, that, uh, that it wasn't that you couldn't do it. It's that you never learned how to do it. You know, people say, oh, I, I know what I got to do. I just got to get myself to do it. No, you got to learn how to get yourself to do it, man. <laughs> That's a huge piece of the puzzle and no one's ever teaching it to you. And if you don't think you need to learn it, you're never going to learn it. 
Callie says Jesus loves you. All right. Nice. Um, 19, I want to lose 40 pounds by December. Well, as soon as people put time limits on it, I always get skeptical, you know, because what if you only lose 30 pounds by December? Fail, right? How much weight have you lost since January? Right? And by the way, just real quick, and I got to get out of here in a minute. I got to eat, eat some lunch here. Um, when I say most people don't want to lose weight, I mean that literally. I think that you need to make the distinction between wanting something and wishing something. And I think all of you, 100%, 10 out of 10, wish you'd lose weight. You wish you'd wake up tomorrow and just start eating perfectly and plan losing weight. I don't doubt that at all. I think most of you don't actually want to lose weight. And I think on a scale of 1 to 10, your motivation is probably closer to a 3, 4 maybe. You know, Just because you think about weight loss all the time doesn't mean you want to do it. Okay, And so when you say, I want to lose 40 pounds by December, I'm not saying you don't want to necessarily... But I'm saying, is it more, I wish I'd lose 40 pounds by December, or is it want to? And what's the difference? Well, what's your plan? What do you got? How are you going to do it? Right? Because I, I wish I'd lose. Well, shit. All right. And I think it's important to recognize, because if you just wish it, and it's not happening, well, you can know why. Right? So, that's obvious. Right? We wish all sorts of things. <laughs> you know? Um, I wish my lawn was, was perfect, you know? Actually, that's more of a want because I'm actually doing a lot of work to fix it. But there's lots of wishes I have that I'm not really going for. I wish I was an amazing guitar player, but I'm not going to commit the time to do it because I don't really care that much, you know? I like kind of noodling around and playing with it. It's fun to me, but I don't I don't really have the desire or the motivation to really be super successful with it, right? Um, so I think this is the first step. Because I always think most people with the weight loss, their first hurdle or challenge is to get motivated, and you can't get motivated if you think you're already motivated. Oh, let me let me do it. I always like to do this. You, you know what I'm going if you if you listen to me before. But I want to ask you all on a scale of one to ten, ten being the most, how motivated are you to lose weight? How motivated are you to want the benefits? Even let's just go there, right? How motivated are you to lose weight? Right now, you think okay, a six, six, seven, okay. Yeah, feel free to rate these. Yeah, someone says, by the way, thank you. Your daily mails are, uh, emails are motivating. They really are, folks. I'm telling you, the emails are really, really good. You'll never say anything like this. Okay, six, seven, eight. Okay. Well, Prince has got an eight here. She's the leader. Anyone else? Anyone else want to put that number in? How motivated are you to lose weight right now? Hey, it's not a trick question. Just what do you think? Scale of one to 10. How motivated are you? All right. Okay, Sylvie's coming in with a 10. All right. Oh, all right, a four. Okay, there we go. Now, what I'm going to ask you is I want to take you through a thought experiment. Yeah, Don says a nine. Yeah, absolutely. If you're doing it, it's a nine ten. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a simple question, right? I know it seems like it's a trick question. It's not, I promise you. So you got your number you thought, okay? But now I'm going to take you through a thought experiment. It's not a pleasant one, but it, it, it proves the point, okay? Uh, if a kidnapper came and took the person that you love the most, right? You think about the person you love the absolute most in this life was kidnapped. And the kidnapper says, if you don't lose weight in the next month, you're never going to see this person again. In that situation, what would your motivation be? Right? Is it a little different? Or it might be the same, right? So, so Lynn's got a 10 here too. Right? Sylvie's got a 10. Does that motivation you imagine and that's... <laughs> well, it'd be 10,000, right? 10, 10, 10, 10, right? Exactly. 
So that's a real 10, right? There is no 10 million, 10 hundred It was a 10. And so now what that means is you've got to readjust where your motivation's at now. Now, again, that's not a pleasant thought experiment, but I do it just because we learn through contrast, okay? And if you're walking around thinking you're at a 10, not losing weight, that's a very powerless thought because you're saying to yourself, I'm doing everything possible to lose weight and it's not happening, but that's fucking bullshit. That's not true. You're not at a level 10. That thought experiment puts you at a level 10 because in that scenario, the kidnapper said, I'm gonna put all your favorite foods around you. You wouldn't give a shit, right? You're so focused on getting that person back. You're so motivated and clear and congruent about the goal you want to achieve that there's no, no food that's gonna tempt you. You are fixated and focused on the goal you want. And the irony is it would make it easy to lose weight. Because you're so motivated, it's easy not to eat those foods, you see? So your motivation is a huge piece of the puzzle that you're never really thinking. You think you're motivated at 10, you're not, you know? Um, and so once you are, once you understand how to run your motivation, everything becomes a lot easier, okay? But that's the first thing you gotta recognize, okay? Is that how do you get to that level 10 motivation though? I'll tell you what, it's not by wanting to look better. I said it, <laughs> I said it, I said it. I'm not taking it back. Wanting to look better is not enough motivation for most people. You know, if you're a model, if you're a career, if something really important depends on how you look, then maybe. But if you're just like kind of a regular person, wanting to look better ain't going to do it. You know? Technically, wanting to look better is an extrinsic motivator. It's the weakest form of motivation. And you're trying to build all your motivation to do something very difficult. I'm not going to bullshit you. Mastering your weight, it, it's not, it's like the classic, right? It's simple, but not easy, not easy, you know? And um, it takes focus, takes motivation, it takes thought, it takes commitment, it takes investment of time, energy, and usually some money, you know? Um, and, you know, it, it, it's gotta be there, you know? It, it, that has to be there. But once you are motivated, you know, everything gets easier. So how do you do that, right? If, if, if wanting to look better is not enough, which, by the way, the diet industry's got you fucked up because every, again, every single diet ad is the before and after picture. And so it conditions you to think about your waist, your weight aesthetically, superficially. I want to look better. And the truth is you probably don't really give a shit about how much better. You know, it might be the point, I, I can't tell you how many women I've worked with that don't want to lose weight because they don't want attention from men. Whoa. Well, your main motivation is to look better, but then subconsciously you associate looking better with you're in danger or you're in situations that are really awkward and uncomfortable. Well, what do you do now? That's called incongruency, conscious, subconscious incongruency. And if you're not at your goal weight, this is your core problem. Consciously, you want to lose weight. You know, all the reasons why, what you should do, all the rest of it. Subconsciously, you do not want to lose weight. You weigh what you want to weigh. You may not like the weight, but you can't disagree that you're familiar with it. You're comfortable being this version of you. You know how to get by in the world, through in the world is this version of you. You wake up tomorrow as someone who easily, naturally chooses healthy foods and is at their goal weight. That's throwing a bomb into your life. I don't want to freak you out about this, but I'm telling you, some of the closest relationships in your life are going to be affected by the fact that, not just that you're thin and look that way, you've got to stop fucking thinking just superficially. You've got to start thinking about, I'm going to go out with my friends and they're going to eat a bunch of chicken wings and uh, beers and uh, I'm not going to eat or drink as many as they do. And they're going to look at me like, hey, hey, what's going on? You're going to be an outlier. No one wants to hear this shit, right? Because I'm like, oh, being thin, that's the most amazing thing. I'm, I'm a weirdo in society. Just so you know, <laughs> you know, I'm the weird dude. I'm the weird guy because I don't eat like everyone else. Hey, you know what I mean? So it's like, this is the stuff you got to take into account. 
You're not taking into account. You're like, oh, I want to lose weight. All I want to do is lose weight. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't want to lose weight. <laughs> you wish you'd magically wake up tomorrow at your goal weight, whatever. You don't want to become that person, most likely. You're incongruent. You don't know. You don't want to be that person. You don't know how to be that person, one or the other. So anyways, <laughs> as I said, right, you got an overweight mindset, a dieter mindset, and nature abhors a vacuum. Your mind abhors a vacuum. And what happened? What would happen if tomorrow if you woke up your goal weight and you naturally and easily just chose healthy foods? It was just automatic. What would you think about all day? How would people you know react to you, respond to you? What would you do? Should it be different? You have to recognize that because it panics your subconscious mind. Your brain is a prediction machine. Its main job is to predict the future so you stay safe. And the easiest way to do it is to maintain the status quo. Your subconscious mind wants to maintain the status quo because it feels like that's the safest place to be. All of a sudden becoming the thin, healthy version of you, as appealing as it sounds consciously, subconsciously is terrifying. You've all lost weight before, right? If, if losing the weight was the most amazing thing in the world, why'd you put it back on? That doesn't make any sense, right? In a typical way of thinking, it makes perfect sense to me because you all of a sudden lose the weight and you've had this mind, I just want to lose weight, 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 I just want to lose weight. And now all of a sudden the weight's lost. And now it's like, because uh... all you know is I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. And you know what it turns into? It turns into, I don't want to put the weight back on. I hope I don't put the weight back on. I don't put the weight back on, you know? So again, I say all this stuff to you, and I'm kind of bopping all over the place, but I point this out just to show you that the mindset piece in a little more detail, it's directly impacting your weight. It's directly controlling your weight. And you're never focusing on that level. And you just think putting a Band-Aid on the top with some new diet, some new plan, you know, Ozempic. Ozempic's not some miracle drug. Please, folks. Do you not know this? Do you not know anyone on it yet who hasn't had the amazing results you thought? You're going to be stressed steady stream of bullshit with that stuff just like you are with every fucking miracle weight loss cure listen how long y'all been alive how long y'all been focused on weight loss right we've seen a steady stream of perfect diet the most amazing diet plan the most amazing medicines most amazing surgeries which ones turned out to be the most what which ones panned out to be that lived up to its promises you tell me please write in the comment which which weight loss miracle has turned out to actually be a miracle in your life which one? I ask this all the time. I've never gotten an answer, right? So it's like, you know, anyways, you'll, you'll hear all the shit about how great Ozempic is, you know, but go talk to some people who are actually on. I think you'd be surprised, you know? Anyways, when I lost weight in the past, as soon as someone says something, it triggers a negative response. <laughs> Luna says, wait, I don't want to lose weight. Yeah, exactly, Luna. That's what I'm saying. If you're not losing weight, bright line eating. Um, well... I love Susan Pierce Thompson, and um, I think what Brightline Eating says to me is that there's 7 billion people on the planet plus, and there's a right plan for every person, right? So for some people, living in ketosis is it. Uh, for some people, Weight Watchers is it, you know? Uh, for some people, gastric bypass, sleeves, Ozempic is it, okay? So there's a right fit for everyone. I, I want to make that clear. Um, bright line eating is not <laughs> that planned for, for everyone, you know, for sure. And I say this only as someone who has had a steady stream of bright line people come into my world. Okay. And so I'm not saying it doesn't work for me. Everything works for some people. And so again, that really is my core message is figure out what works for you. And most likely it's going to be a little bit of, of different things, you know, so you come out with a one of a kind plan for you. Um, but yeah, Brightline, I, I'm a big fan of hers, but it's so strict. It's very unnatural. 
You know, if you're a hyper addictive person, that might be the only solution for you. But for the average person, um, that, that's not an absolute. And plus, I can't tell you the number of people that thought they were food addicts that um, once we started working together, it turns out they weren't food addicts. <laughs> you know, that's another story. But I love Susan Pierce Thompson. I've learned a lot from her. I think she's amazing. Um, but I, I, that, that is a uh, boutique solution. <laughs> it's a very extreme solution um, for the general public. Most people don't want to do that, don't want to live so strictly, you know. And um, so, again, you have to take into account quality of life of how you're going to master your weight. And for a lot of people, Brightline is extremely strict and the quality of life suffers. Yes, the weight goes down. Yes, the health improves. But the fact that you could never eat you know, a piece of cake again, never a piece of pizza again, you know, never have dessert again is a quality of life that, that a lot of people are not willing to lead. And so I, I seek to come in in a more practical solution where you can have those things. Um, you have to eat them differently. I'm, I'm not saying you just eat the same way and you magically lose weight. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you got to change up the way you're eating. But I have not seen a person that, that can't occasionally have those foods, you know. But anyways, um, yeah, giving up flour and sugar has helped. Your encouragement fits well with it. Yes, Melanie. And that's what I, you know, I always say in my program, I'm diet agnostic. You, you know what I mean? I don't care. I, I have had people in the program that are, I'm, I'm a pescatarian, vegetarian on the vegan scale of things. I really don't eat much dairy at all. Um, eat, eat a couple eggs here and there, fish once in a while. Um, but I'm primarily plant-based that. But, but I have people in the program that are carnivore. You know what I mean? Keto, um, you know, Atkins, all that stuff. Uh, my approach works with anything because it's built around you figuring out what you want to do. I would never tell you to eat the way I eat. You may not want to eat the way I eat. Great. It's not about eating the way I eat. It's about eating the way that you want to eat that gives you the results you want. You know, and so I'm glad you said that because I intentionally make it this way. You know, I do want to lose weight, Luna says. Well, good. Get clear on it. One of my favorite questions we ask this all the time in the program is, do I even want to lose weight? And, and if that's not asked snarkily or sarcastically, it's genuine because you're assuming you want to lose weight and then you're just not doing it. So there's something wrong with you. And I'm sitting here telling you that your main problem is you don't want to lose weight. You wish you'd lose weight. You wish it would just magically happen, but you're not willing to put the effort and the work into doing it because you're not really motivated enough. That's why I use that example of someone's kidnapped. Well, now you're motivated and now you would do whatever it took. You know, and so again, the first thing you want to start anytime you want to approach weight loss, the very first thing you want to do is again, and program yourself. Then the very first thing you do is go through the motivation piece because you've got to learn how to master your motivation. So I take you through, I call it the motivation matrix. The first level is how to use pain and pleasure. That's what's driving all your motivation. And then understanding the science of motivation. There's a science of motivation. They've been studying for 40 years, intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. Do you think that might be helpful to know about? <laughs> so once you know how to master your motivation, that does a lot of the heavy lifting. You know, certainly we need strategies and there's more, you know, to deal with. Um, but the motivation is really what drives it. And most people aren't motivated. So do I even want to lose weight? You should ask it that way, genuinely. And what you'll probably find out is, yes, I do. I do want to lose weight because, and that's where the gold happens, because I want to live longer. I want to be healthier. I want to play with my grandkids. I want to be here for my kids. I want to run my business and have energy. I want to feel good about myself. I want to wear the clothes and the size I want to wear. I want to look how I want to look. I want to feel good in pictures. I want to blah, 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 blah. Great. You can't say that shit enough. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Every day, if you ask, do I really want to lose weight? Yes, because blah, 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 blah. Great. Because you're never asking that question. You're just assuming you want to lose weight. And then you're like, why don't I lose weight? What's wrong with me? How come I'm not doing it? Blah, blah, blah. And you get stuck in all the bullshit and feeling terrible. It's not motivating. Do I even want to lose weight asked in a genuine way and answered in a genuine way is one of the most motivating questions you can ask yourself. 
if you answer it. Because you just keep coming up with more and more and more reasons. I can sit here and talk for days about why I want to stay master my weight. Because I've asked that question so many times. And so now I'm fixated on all the reasons I want to master my weight. I've got a million reasons. I'm hyper-motivated about it. That makes everything else a lot easier. You see what I mean? So uh, I'll leave you with that. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. You guys have been awesome today. I really appreciate you being on here. I hope this has been helpful for you. Again, I'll say this one last time. Please go to my bio, get the hypnosis session, right? Watch the training, read the emails I send you every day. They're all free, okay? I know, I know you can do this. Please, I, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I can't tell you the number of people I work with and pretty much everyone in my program, oh, thank you, I appreciate that, Luna. Everyone in my program is a very intelligent person. But intelligent people start to think, well, I've done everything I possibly can to lose weight and it hasn't worked. So I can't tell you, the number of people that got in the program said, okay, Jim, I'm here, but I don't know, I've done everything. And then <laughs> within an hour, they completely are thinking different. You're just missing obvious things that you can quickly fix. And you can start even just by listening to that training, um, watch that, listen to the hypnosis session, watch that training, and um, it'll just open up a new level of weight mastery for you, okay? So go do it. And then if you're really serious, go get the program, okay? Work with me. Let me help you directly. All right. All right, everyone, have a super day. I appreciate you all, and we'll talk soon. Bye.